Hey yo! Welcome to another episode of Be Yourself, the show where you can be yourself with me, Andy Mincies. Today's guest is Jay Costa. He's an indie rapper from Quezon City who caused quite a stir in the last few years with a string of EP releases that truly showcased his zany and wild personality. Now, for the uninitiated, Jay Costa makes music that can only really be described as unapologetic. Jay Costa will be the first to tell you that his music tends to be rather crude and often very shocking. There's an obscenity to Jay Costa that isn't just limited to the raunchy lyrics he writes, but more so to how a rapper like him tends to upset the normal order of things. Because rap, as the new pop music, needs to be neatly packaged and presented. But when you listen to his music, that doesn't seem to matter too much to Jay Costa. And that's kind of why I wanted to have him on the show in the first place. Because inasmuch as this is a show called Be Yourself, what's fascinating about Jay Costa is that his music always seems to tread way past the usual thresholds of an acceptable being of a self. And what I really wanted to know was how much of what we hear on Jay Costa tracks is genuine, and how much of it is an act. Questions which, while might sound a bit harsh, only make sense when this show is about being yourself, and you have someone on who calls himself the realist. So, did I find the answer in my hour with Jay Costa? Yes, but also no. See, the Jay Costa that you hear on his music is very much him, but so is the earnestly quiet shy, lonely kid that just wants what most of us probably want too, which is a life better than what we currently have. And as far as Jay Costa is concerned, he takes those matters into his own hands. One of my favorite writers and one of the most acclaimed writers ever, Kurt Vonnegut, famously said, we are what we pretend to be, so we must be careful about who we pretend to be. Similarly, one of the most famous pro-wrestling adages is, The best pro wrestlers are the ones who are themselves, but tuned up to 11. Jay Costa is that. He is himself, yes, but he's also being who he wants to be. And what I'm constantly learning is that if you try hard enough, those two things often end up being the same thing. It's something I respect Jay Costa for, and it's something that can only happen by being yourself. Key sponsorship tag. <laughs> Sobrang init ng panahon. Kaya if you're looking for something to cool you down, sounds about the perfect time to try Dadai's homemade ice cream. Enjoy some of their creamy flavors: coffee crumble, cookies and cream, roasted strawberry, and their bestsellers mango graham and kube. Enjoy creamy goodness in 500 milliliter tubs starting at just 150 pesos. Like Dadai's homemade ice cream on Facebook and follow at dadais.ph. That's d-a-d-a-y-s.ph on Instagram and pre-order now. Be yourself with Dadai's homemade ice cream. My next guest is an indie rapper from Quezon City, a college student right now at Ateneo de Manila, and the Ateneo, sorry, for all that least is listening, the Ateneo de Manila University. And uh, you might know him from his, uh, from his albums Renaissance, and the and Gentleman the EP, one. and the big one, the big one, which There's is my a... favorite, that's uh, a concept album, by the way, about the hypothesized super earthquake that would hit Metro Manila in the future. Mm-hmm. And also, his penis is the yes, double, is the double meaning there. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, I I feel like that should speak for itself. So very excited to have you because today you're going to be yourself. What's up, Mr. Jay Costa? 
Hey man, thanks man. It's my pleasure uh, to be invited in this podcast. Be yourself. Yeah, I, f- I feel like you do a lot of that, man. And we're going to we're gonna dissect that a little bit later. So I was very excited to have you on the show for a number of reasons. The first one is that this is kind of like a very hip hop themed season because we've had a few rappers on the show, and I guess like I wanted you to perfect that like trifecta. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is that. Uh, like I said before the interview, I'm I'm actually a pretty big fan of like your last album, the Gentleman EP. I thought that the production on that was fucking killer, and it's it's something that we, you know we can we can get into a little bit later. But the other thing is that you have a very interesting online personality. Like your rapper pos- your rapper persona is honestly very interesting, and I feel like that's worth dissecting a little bit. Um, but before we get into that, I feel like the best way that we can dissect this a bit is just to talk about your background, like as a person, because um, that's normally how we start the show. We we talk about you know how people grew up and where people grew up. But what's interesting about you is that you and I have um, a very similar background, which is that uh, we both grew up here in the Quezon City, Diliman area. Quezon um, City, for sure, for sure. That that's you and QC, the best ra- best two rappers from the QC. <laughs> QC. Shout out to QC, come on the pod. Um, but yeah, like I I went to Ateneo for grade school. Uh, did you go to Ateneo for grade school or was it just like high school and college? Um, grade school and high school. Okay, so you were true blue all the way. Yeah, pretty cool. It's pretty cool. How, how? So I, I feel like we can start there. You know, how, how do you feel that that name has affected you as a person? Because that's like a long ass time to be in one place. Oh, like um, at first, in like in the lower years, I was like, eh, I was mind blown by the diversity of people, like. Mm, how so? It's like I'm like uh, it's like different social classes. So as I have observed, so I was like so amused and overwhelmed at the same time. That's that's interesting. Social classes, like you don't think that Ateneo is like because because I, I I get what you're saying in the sense that parang Ateneo is a lot more judged than people make it out to be. Like there's a, <laughs> a lot of judges stuff that happens in that school, um, but what do you mean? Like, what was your first experience with that kind of diversity with the people in the school? Oh, because um, honestly, I'm like uh, my family and I uh, are just on a simple living. But my mom is just hardworking to to get me there in grades to Ateneo. So I was like surprised at the first times in my lower years. So I I got to learn a lot that uh, people have di- di- different personalities and there's like social classes also. Yeah. You, so you feel that like going into Ateneo was your first idea of like class class consciousness. You feel. Oh uh, yeah. Do you think do you so what does your mom do? Like you you mentioned that like you know you have a relatively simple lifestyle. What what does your mom do? Like what what. Oh, she's like a, she's a financial advisor. Oh, for like an insurance company. Yeah, oh, that's pretty cool. I think that because um, I get what you're saying, and I I think part of the reason that I have always been drawn to your music was that I felt like it was always very sincere. Uh, 
as a because the reason I bring up Quezon City is that you know when I do have a guest who grew up in the city, it's often like a very it's often like a very interesting talking point for us because because it is a very lonely city I feel and I don't know if you feel the same way and I think so because Quezon City is like very large like pero the people living there is like isolated. <laughs> How 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 does that manifest to you? Like, what are your experiences with being isolated? Well, I grew up as a like a shy kid, so so yeah. Do you like shy kid? Is like a that's like starkly different from being a rapper, though. Like, what oh. was the, what was the transition like though? Like, as like a very introverted kid that you said. Um, it was a big change, but it, it it helped me a lot. Like being a rapper, I was able to voice out like the things I won't usually say when I'm shy. Mm. So yeah, it was a big improvement for me. I I feel like um, because I I feel like with with this interview, uh, that's something that I've been noticing. And but um, you get really loud. On like your music, you know, like you talk about a lot of, like braggadocious stuff, but then yeah, yeah. now you're like very, you know, calm and serene. And I guess that's why I wanted to ask you, about, um, um, like how much of this personality that you employ on your music is like actually you? Like I don't know if that's an insensitive question, pero okay, pero ikaw, like do you do you think like how much of the Jayquista that we hear talking about like? Like big tits and whatever, and <laughs> like taking a trip to a tip. Like how much? Mm-hmm. How much of that is like a legit person, and how much of I that believe, is like? I believe it's one hundred percent. Cause, cause first of all, the topics I like discuss in my rap songs are not just necessarily you know uh, about me. It can be like, it can be like the perspective of my friend, which which is someone close to me, but. In the in my music, I'm just commenting on his or her, you know, perspective, and I be like, but generally it's about what happens in my life, and even though uh, some lines seem not real, I be like, uh, it's just in my deep thoughts, or I it's a it has a different meaning from the usual, because. In my music, I I tend to hide the real meanings of it. Mm. What's the song that you feel is like like people don't get that like don't actually get the meaning of that? I think the realist is one of them. Mm. You you want to give us like a quick breakdown of that? Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> the barang genius. It's usually the realist. Uh, Parang first impression of a uh, most first impression about the song is like you know, uh, having like a uh, bragging rights and self-esteem because you're saying you do everything at your best because you're the realist. But it's actually about uh, it's a Sawi song actually. Hmm. Where where that start? Yeah, cause in the verses be like, um. Uh, the persona was dissing someone. 
So, and the chorus of the realist uh, summarizes it. First impression was like bragging rights, self-esteem, but actually, it was a Soe song dissing some someone. Wait, wait, who who pissed you off? Like who was the who was the person that pissed you off? How 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 that translate to, to being the realist? Oh, because like uh, the relative uh, of someone would be like accusing me of something I did to to someone I love, but no, I, it wasn't real at all. Oh, That's why I was saying I'm the realist because yeah. I, like for example in the line I didn't joke her diba <laughs> what, what what were you being accused of doing what was the uh, what was the allegation there oh the allegation be like uh, I was just like playing around you know the usual stuff being uh you know I'll be straight to the point being a fuckboy or something I didn't know I didn't know that people had allegations like that so you like do you do you, do you feel like you get in trouble a lot? Is that something that um that's consistent with your life story? In my lower in my like lower years, like high school to to like first year college or second year college, yeah, there's a lot of happenings. Mm. Yeah, give us give us give us a few. Like, what what do you think? Um, what's something that you feel like you know if if you could like really take back that you would absolutely take back if you could like take back something that you did like is there like a big regret that you feel like you have that you know oh um, not really like I don't regret anything because after all once the when something is done you, you'll know why it happened just to circle back we were talking about how your al- how that song was a song that you feel you know is a song that people don't actually realize what the meaning of it is and that you feel that that's something that's great about being a rapper because you get to fill it with all these double entendres and whatever mm-hmm. so but that's why I did want to I did want to ask you what's the meaning of trip to katip in that sense just to circle back like if that's something you wanted to talk about oh for trip for trip to Katip, um, it's very literal. It just talk. It it talks about how I go wild in Katip, and yeah, go crazy. And of course, not necessarily just me. I, I be like, I be like on the lookout for for what people do there. And yeah, have you ever have you ever experienced a like a bar fight in Katip? Bar you ever fight. seen you ever seen those lame ones and pop up? Because those are I, uh, fucking lame. <laughs> right, people don't fucking know how to fight. And I can't, like, I can't fight for shit. Like, I train in wrestling every now and then, but it's like, I can't fight for shit. I'd rather just walk away. But with those, like, with those fucking white kids in Ateneo, like, do you ever, do you ever feel that? That it's like, as someone who went to Ateneo, because you were talking about, like, the disparity in social classes. Do you ever right. feel like, you know, do you ever feel like a lot of your batchmates are just way too white? I think majority. I think majority. But not all. Because... In Ateneo, it's a, it's really a, uh, it's really diverse right now. We've got people coming from provinces and uh, coming from different um, social classes, and a lot of a lot of people in Ateneo are scholars. Man, there's a lot of wild things in Ateneo. 
of course, first will be Walrus. Mm. It's a classic experience. Uh, second would be not uh, not many people like it, but it, it's it's still great. Uh, pop up. Third would be. Mm, Uh, this this bar is gone, but yeah. Exile, you can nah. hit me with a Druze. Wait, you said exile, right? Yeah. Yeah, exile. Yeah, Let's exile, put exile, it in the list. Exile's pretty fucking good. Every time I see a picture, oh an old picture of exile, that's like images you can smell. It's just like <laughs> vomit everywhere. Um, I I I did want to ask you though, as like a quiet shy person, um. Cause, you know, like like the rap scene is like very loud and audacious world. You know, do you feel that, like, cause cause you said that like it's it's your time to to develop a persona that's not your usual quiet self. All right. Do you feel that the rap scene is like? But do you do you feel like you you're gonna have to sell yourself though? If you actually really want to make it big in the rap scene, because it's like such a loud world, don't you think? Yeah, of course, we need to sell out. Of course, yeah, you need to like have a lot of, uh, you know, you need to expose yourself a lot. Like just keeping it real. For example, uh, usually like. Um, do f- do some funny shit in my Instagram, and yeah, people you, get the people uh, have ideas on my jokes and shit, so they could understand better my music. What's the when you talk about your music? What's the ultimate goal for J Costa? Like, where do you see the project going? Oh, when I talk about my music, if it uh, if the lyrics and the mood of the the instrumental matches what i really want to say for a topic like if i got a if i've got a if i feel happy that means i must project it in the song itself lyrics instrumental beats you know um okay i i i did want to okay i i do want to circle back to the growing up thing because I feel like that's uh, where we could have common ground. Because mm-hmm. um, what I like about your music is that I've always felt like your music was, um, for a kid that I know, as you mentioned, you know, grew up like middle class Quezon City kid. Because um, I was in a very similar position uh, in Ateneo. But, um, like my, my parents were just very hardworking as well. Um, Especially my mom, because my dad's not around anymore, so fuck that guy. But I feel like the only reason I was ever able to get into Ateneo in terms of tuition fee was because my parents worked hard about it. Um, and I, I, I guess I bring that up because... Because some, sometimes I feel like it's very hard for me to pretend... Um, around like Atenistas and like Konyo kids, even though that's the environment that I grew up with 
it always still feels like it's a challenge for me to adjust to these people. And sometimes I don't, sometimes I feel like I can, I don't belong in the Konya world, nor do I belong in the Jedge world. And it feels like in the middle, right? Yeah. It feels like a very middling place to be. Um, And I don't know, do you, do you ever get that hang up about yourself, especially as a rapper? Because rap is a very, it's a very pangmasa genre kasi. Sparing, do you ever feel like it's like your background makes it hard for you to connect to people through your music that way? I think yeah. For some for some of my topics in my songs, it was hard to get the the attention of some people. Because they're like uh they're too conyo for it or something. <laughs> but I usually uh, just like uh adjust my lyrics a bit so they would understand the lingo. Do you th- do you think that um was be was being a rapper like conscious choice in that way? Like what drew you to rap as a genre over like learning like how to play the guitar and whatever? Oh because in my early years like uh, I don't know grade seven ata um I got I got in love in, you know, in making remixes, you know, the DJ stuff, uh, remixing songs. But I, for, for like months later, I realized uh, it's not my thing. Something is missing. So I, I got into rap and I felt uh, that it's where I can really express myself because I can put words in, in it, yeah. Hey, yo! Be Yourself is an affiliate of Lazada. Go where your heart beats. As a special treat for our listeners, Lazada is offering some special promos just for you guys. If you are a new user, you can get up to 100 pesos off of purchases by using the link tinyurl.com slash BYLazada100. That's tinyurl.com slash capital B, capital Y, Lazada100. And if this isn't your first rodeo on the whole online shopping thing, we got you too! Get up to 80% off of items on Lazada by using the link tinyurl.com slash BYLazada80. That's tinyurl.com slash capital B, capital Y, Lazada80. You can shop off their website or their mobile app, which is available for download on the App Store and the Google Play Store. Remember, that's tinyurl.com slash BYLazada100 for new users and tinyurl.com slash BYLazada80 for everybody else. Lazada, go where your heart beats. So when I was doing research for the show, one of the things that I found very interesting, um, and this is what actually, this isn't so much about the research. Like this is just something I wanted to talk to you about. I remember a post from, um, I saw a post from 2018-ish where, yeah, yeah. And it was, (laughs) it was a post where, I'm not sure if 18 or 19, it was like one of those years, Mm -hmm. but it was a post from 2018 where your mom tagged you. Because you and your mom went to a Taiga concert together. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I was, uh, I, 
that's a very strange <laughs> place for a mom to be. I mean, like, I, uh, tell me about that experience, Jake. Was that? Oh, because, <laughs> cause yeah, I'm a strict mom, so she wouldn't allow me to go by myself. So I just like dragged her to the concert, na lang. So yeah, I could watch Tiger do his raps thing. Oh, I'm a big what? fan of Tiger, though. So, yeah. Was it hard to like? <laughs> so it was fine, I think. Yeah, yeah, it was fine. First, it was like mm-hmm. awkward, but she get to see. Uh, she get to see what happens in a in in, in like a bar concert. Oh, yeah, in a club concert. Yeah. So yeah, what, it ended well, naman. What did she tell you afterwards? Like, was that like an experience where it's like anak? How did that go for you? It went well, naman, but she was just concerned of the the environment. Because <laughs> funny thing, the club was like a hot box or something, as it filled with smoke. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you guys messed up. Did your mom get high? What was that? What? <laughs> no, man. It's just cigarettes and vape in the club. But yeah, I'm. It was kind of because it was filled with smoke everywhere. That's pretty. That's messed up. I love the pictures she took of you, though. It was so fucking wholesome. It's like my kid is gonna be an international rap superstar, and then like guy <laughs> gets in the background like doing his thing. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah. what, what about what about what about Taiga? Um, inspires you as a rapper? Well, he's uh, uh, he's a good. He has a good flow and. And he's like one of those rappers, na not to turn up and not to like chill. So he's he's he has he's in the sweet spot between of turning up and you know just chill rap. Who else are your inspirations as a rapper? I have a lot actually, because you know, you know Jake will still be like, but when I release an album or a mixtape, it's really diverse sounds. So that means I get a lot of inspirations from a lot of rappers. Uh, siguro no, give me, give me an era like nineties, uh, early two thousands. Because I I grew up on hip hop too, uh, which might might not sound it because I talk really white, but I think that's just the <laughs> that's the nature of being in media. Like you have to talk white, or else no one's gonna take you seriously. Pero uh, I I guess like the the late 2000s like the early 2010s late 2000s because that was like around the time that like Drake was getting like really ah, big yeah. like around the time Drake and Kid Cudi were getting like really big for a while like you, like what are your memories of that you were probably like grade 4 grade 5 because I'm like a batch above you mm-hmm. yeah um, at that time I don't know what rap is <laughs> oh shit but but, but uh, oh, fast forward yeah I listened to the 2010s now and then. So, wait, sorry. So you you weren't into rap around that time. So what were you? What kind of music were you listening to growing up? Oh, grade four. Um, I, I don't know. Like, whatever. I, I wasn't aware really aware of music and genres and shit. The first time I realized that I was into rap was like um I'm not sure like grade one I think because I was in the mall. And uh, stupid love was playing, and Salbokuto, yeah, that was yeah. Salbokuto was rapping in the in the mall, 
kasi ano, the background music sa SM. Then, I wasn't aware what was up, what were they speaking or talking about. Pero, I love the vibe because maybe siguro uh, at that time I find I found the beat to uh, catch uh, like uh, like vibey and I like the ano, the way they shouted stupid yeah so one time I was like uh, had a, like a stick I don't know like a wooden block stick yung pang ano parang pang toy ng bata then I was like mumbling words trying to rap things and my mom was actually surprised when she saw me like tinanong yung uh, helper namin na uh, uh, sinong nagturo dyan? <laughs> <laughs> Kaya talaga yung helper like did you just assume it was like a thing that did she assume that the helper was the one teaching you how to rap? Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Sounds kind of classic My mom assumed like... <laughs> that I still remember that day talaga <laughs> It's pretty good Another experience that I wanted to ask you about was um, do, do, do you have like people listen to your music before like you put it out there? Or is it one of those things where it's like, yeah, I'm gonna like, I'm, I'm gonna release this how I want to release it. Like, what's the release process like for you? Oh, for the release process, of course, I need to have, to have some like uh, insights first. So, I know, you know, I asked the my really close friends, like, oh, what what you think about this? Like, does the is it hyping it hyping you up or does the figures of speech uh, um, uh, make you laugh or something? So, ayun. for technicals, yeah, I, I ask about the flow also and I get some insights. Because the one one other thing that I wanted to bring up about your past was. Um, <clears throat> for a while, you used to collab a lot with JMB Mozo, um, oh, yeah. who's like in a pretty similar niche to you, like the uh, middle class Quezon City kid that wants to be a rapper. Uh, but I don't see you collabing with him anymore. Was there like a was there like a fallout or like a beef there? Like what, what was the deal there? There was like a yeah, there was like a small beef, but we we good already. Mm. It's been a long time. Yeah, we sometimes meet in campus, like whenever we bump to each other. That was recently, lang uh, this year, we had a video call with each other. Cause yeah, what you guys this, talk about? Oh, like, kumustan? Like, oh, what happened to you now? What you doing? Or what kind of music? Tapos, ayun, I tried. I tried like a. Hey, if you got time, uh, I sent you a beat. Uh, yeah, yeah. Now you know I sent him a beat. <laughs> oh well, that's the that's the uh, that's the first time you guys are ever gonna hear that. We're gonna have a new collab between Jay Coast and JB Mozo. Hopefully, this episode comes out before that happens. But but since you guys are okay now, like, what was the what happened with that beef? Like, what was the what was the real shit that happened there? How that how that go down? Um. It was like a s- small thing, but yeah. What it was bad. It was kind. It was bad because it involved uh, other people. But yeah, mm. so we need to like, uh, yeah, separate. 
yeah, I still want to go back to the whole childhood thing. One thing that I feel is that it's this is a city that changes a lot. Like I don't know if you if you like really notice it. Like there's, it gets gentrified pretty easily. Uh, like what used to be a city that had like a lot of like um, like independent stores and whatever. Like all of that turned into fucking Mukdos and Jollibees, <laughs> and. Um, and I don't know, like, for you, how do you adapt to it? Like, how do you, um, like, how do you change with the times when you see that the city around us is starting to cave in to, like, big business and all that? I just look for alternatives, like, when those, when the store closes, when, like, you know, my favorite, for example, my favorite, you know, uh, barbershop or, yeah, barbershop closes uh, i just look for another branch which is kind of far <laughs> what was the what was your favorite barbershop oh uh, <laughs> i have my haircut and fade and all that shit uh so i know men's room tip. <laughs> shout out men's room i hope they sponsor this episode yeah um yeah no i i, I really did want to have you on the show because i i guess the one thing that i really 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 wanted to pick was um yeah, like your persona, because mm-hmm. it's very loud. Um, is, is that fair to say? Like it's very loud. It's very braggadocious. Mm-hmm. That's fine. And, and um, like, is that the real you? Is is the real Jay Costa the one that we hear on tape, or is there like a side of you that that it's like, well, no, this is just like a character I play. I believe so, because though it's very exaggerated siguro whatever i feel or whatever my deep thoughts are <laughs> jay costa is the like exaggerated thing cuz usually when i feel something uh i get I, I really feel the emotion like when i'm angry i'm really angry when i'm like shy or nervous i'm really nervous or like when i'm happy i'm really excited and yeah exaggeration to what I feel through J. Costa. But how do you feel how do you feel when people don't take you seriously though? Cause um I don't know, is is it fair to say that like you as a rapper, like you're very you're aware that you know you write these like exaggerated lines that are like very funny. But is it fair to say that having those lines that are comedic and loud leads to people not taking you seriously? Um how do I react to that? Something like, like do you do you notice it? Like, what's the? Because there was like um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I actually notice it. Mm. Like, for example, uh, big big syndrome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, people or like, what else? Uh, yeah, for big big syndrome, like some people's. Yeah, of course it's. It was said in a funny way, but then I get I get that people don't take me serious because of that. But it has a deep meaning or real meaning under that funny, funny way that it was said. Because if I would just say it like blunt and straight to the point to the real meaning, why? Uh, it won't ca- catch people's attention. So, and people won't vibe to it. So that's what. That's why I, I got into rap then, cause I can express myself in a in something or in a way na 
it would uh, uh, people will listen to or at least hear it because it was said in a weird or funny way to them. What happens though when, let's say, like, because cause it sounds like, you know, you, you put a premium on shock value when it comes to your music because that's mm-hmm. how people will listen to it. The, are you worried though that like, that at some point shock value is going to be like not enough like do you feel like at some point you're going to have to change your your style or is it something that like you know you want to keep sharpening and keep like emphasizing for uh, for the shock value i would like low uh lower it down a bit cuz yeah we all we all are growing up let's be honest we all are growing up so the humor changes and the maturity changes. So I have observed you know, my fans are growing up also. So, so the, the real meaning and the, the shock value, I need to like uh, hit them both with a sweet spot in it. Yeah. So that's how I adapt to it. Okay, so you were saying that the big dick syndrome has a deeper meaning um than what the title might suggest go ahead and defend big dick syndrome right now like what why right. <laughs> why do you feel that that's like one of the deeper things that you've written like how how would you defend that all right so i would defend big dick syndrome mm-hmm. so it's open to inter- uh interpretation actually so kind of bahala. but for me the deeper meaning of it is you know when when you have like big guts to do something, when you say guts, it's something like under, right? Yeah, the, your guts or big balls to say it or big balls to do something. That's why I was saying big, big dick syndrome. You have the confidence to do something that other people can't. And because of that, in big dick syndrome, I was like, talking about women getting attracted to you because you have big dick syndrome. Like I said, when you have big balls or big big confidence to do something, people people would be would react to it like be attracted to you because you did this. You achieve you achieved something because you have the big guts or yeah big confidence. Um uh, said through that big dick syndrome way of saying you have a big guts or big confidence. Yeah. I think um, <clears throat> you, 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 were, you were saying that you notice when people are making fun of your music um, and it's not lost on you. Mm-hmm. But, but how do you... Does it make you sad though? Like how, 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 how does it make you feel? Like when, when you get like a, a snide comment that I guess, like, questions your intelligence. Like, how, how does oh, that make you feel? Of course, the normal reaction, I would be sad. Which is true. I'd I, I be sad now, man. That's my first reaction. But later on, I know, I would, uh, I would just tell myself or, uh, like, put my, my, my shoes in their perspective Now they don't really know the meaning of it because... Like I said, my my songs are open to interpretation, and yeah, I hide the real deep meaning of my songs through 
through my metaphors and figures of speech. So yeah, it's all good in the end. How do you feel? Did you ever read that Flying Lugo review of your album? Oh uh, yeah, actually. Yeah. How did how did that make you feel? Because it was like, because I'm I'm reading it. Like I was reading it when that came out. I was reading when it came out, and I was reading it then to prep for this episode. And it was like, that's like one of those uh, pieces that, uh, with all respect to the Flying Lugo, like their work is great when they review albums, um, but it did seem very like, uh, like it had like a lot of pointed jabs, just like using mm-hmm. like flowery language to describe your album and. Um, like, how did you feel when, when that review came out? I was like, I was like, what the fuck is this? What? Because I was confused because like, but in the end, I was like, they had something to do to do with the, I think it connected the man to my album. Because Although first impression, I would be surprised because it was so flowery and yeah, sabi mga it had jabs. But in the end, I think it was a good review after all. First of all, um, my pleasure, friend, because it's like it's still anything. Still is, yeah, it's still uh, it's still publicity, and I think it captured the man my music. Cause uh, yeah, my songs are like you know, eh, has a lot of double meanings, and for me, uh, and the real meanings are are like natatapunan uh, yung mga mga deep meanings nito through figures of speech. What's an al- what's a what's a song that you like wish you could write? And you haven't written yet. Like, what are topics that you feel like, for my growth as an artist, I have to discuss these things? Um, not, not really a growth as an artist. Siguro growth as a person na lang, or as a human being. Because in life, I've, uh, yeah, one doesn't stop learning things like lessons. Siguro. Uh, a lesson, uh, something I would write about soon is like how you handle, yeah, how you handle romance and shit. Yeah, mm. it's kind of soft, but yeah, I gotta be real. There's some point need to discuss that, which is very different from my other music because it's all about like drinkings and bars and being loud and shit what's the so what's your perspective on love right now like how right now how do you perceive love as like a concept or as something that you experience um love is love is a uh, no. uh, to love someone is to choose someone since no matter how that person changes, no matter no matter how that person treats you after, loving is to choose someone despite of those 
changes. What what changes do you feel that um, are like things that people have refused to love you for? Sorry, what? Sorry, what, what do you? Because you said that like love is about loving amid changes. Um, do you feel that someone stopped loving you because of a change that you had to undergo? Um. Yeah, I think, but through my, through my, as an artist, yeah, because uh, I realized like I started losing fans when, when yeah, when we're growing up. So that's why I need I needed to adapt my topics and and my songs. Through maturity level and all that, I, well, unless I, mm-hmm. unless I have the purpose to like, unless the purpose of the song is like, you know, to say what I want, yeah. Well, I think you've like, you know, you've undergone like a huge, like significant improvement in terms of the music. Um, at least like in terms of the production, because mm-hmm. you know, you, you used to do like. Music where it was like you're just like getting the background music of of that's what I like and book on me. Oh yeah. <laughs> but then now you have like an actual producer uh, with anxiety, and yeah, like how how that relationship come about? Like how's your relationship with that guy like? Oh damn, I, I miss that guy. I, I don't know what the, for whatever reason he yeah he disappeared online, but I know we we good but. Yeah, I just don't know why he disappeared. So you haven't talked to him in a while? Like what's the what's the deal with that? Um yeah, yeah, we haven't talked in a while cuz yeah, he 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 isn't responding. But zero it's just a uh, personal stuff, but nothing between us no man. Cuz we good cuz I actually had the uh, his permission pa nung I released Gentleman EP. Yeah. And said uh, and we discussed like, is this a good album cover for it? And yeah, he, he got paid the mandiba. Like, like you weren't? Were you? Was that like a free gig for him? Or oh, um, I actually know because gentleman EP is like a compilation of our works together. Because one, uh, like December last year, I realized like, oh, we have five songs not together. I was thinking Siguro this could be uh, an EP because I have five songs now. So I asked him, Hey bro, um to release this in Spotify or uh but else I asked him if I'll pay him. Pero he said na Dino bro uh, uh we're friends no man and yeah, uh, that's our collab. So he doesn't mind the royalties, naman. So we good. Mm. Do you um? What's your biggest worry about your music career? Because you've mm. talked a lot about losing fans and like losing people who might have to grow up with your music. Like, is there anything else you're worried about when it comes to that? 
Um, I don't, I don't worry about uh, fans and you know. Siguro my worry is like losing losing you know, opportunities. Yeah, for example, it was I was I'm really thankful I got invited here. So that that's an opportunity. Oh no, for sure, for sure. Or like we love you. Oh, thanks, man. We do, we do, we love you. Like here at the show. But what what's an opportunity that you feel you had to sacrifice, though? Opportunity. I'm scared of uh, losing opportunities and time to do uh, or to to be in gigs because of priorities. Because COVID. Yeah, 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 exactly. COVID. Yeah, I fucking killed the gigs. Yeah, cause, because honestly, uh, I have, I don't have the, the like the number games in statistics and music plays, but for sure I can get uh, gigs and and showcase a great perform performance. So yeah, that was one of the hindrances to my music career this this pandemic. Mm. Do you you ever considered like hiring a manager, like a publicist, like? A- Mm. Maybe soon, but not not now. Mm. Your music is like you know, like fun and like chilling in the club and all that type of shit. Yeah. Um, as a person, like do do you do you worry about having to outgrow that? Then you know, like you ever worry about being like the old guy in the club? <laughs> like, hey, like, you're like the creepy old guy in the club looking for baguettes. Like I, <laughs> like there are like three people that came to mind when I thought God that. Damn. Like I don't, I, I would never want to be like I'm. I'm not. I don't identify as a boy, but I would never want to be like an old person at the club. You know, like just like looking around for like, like being a pedo and shit. Like oh, it's, that's fucking weird. Do you worry about that? Like how? Because I <laughs> do you, do you worry that like losing the side of you that's like about drinking and chilling like you do you, how much of that is your personality like your real personality and like do you do you worry that like when you get past that like how are you going to fill that void in your personality mm. maybe a Maybe instead of going to like clubs and bars, uh, I would just like hang out in friends' house if it's getting awkward already. Cause like, yeah, unless other people are fine with it, but but honestly, I, I can still imagine myself like uh, like being in a tip bar soon, even though graduate na and working na or and like being in a club in BGC but but siguro no more low key stuff na lang like in the corner not like wilding in the middle of the dance floor and shit yeah yeah I get that I mean well to be fair like the pandemic I feel like we should all go back to our ages before the pandemic legally like we should <laughs> like I should be I should be allowed to be 21 again. I feel I can't. I I I shouldn't be you know, because by the time this shit ends, I might be like 24. 
and I don't want to be mm-hmm. 24. Like sometimes I'm very I'm I'm very scared of being old because I feel like I I wasted a lot of my childhood. Do you do you ever get? I mean, I guess that was my real question. Like, you ever get scared of being old? Um, no, because for my no, for my personality, I always gonna. I will. I always uh, do something that uh, that is some something adventurous and daring. Honestly, I know. Um, despite the pandemic, I was satisfied for all the shits I've done in Katip and and the wild stuff because I believe I've uh, I believe I've done everything. Yeah, good for you. Which is zodiac sign? Oh, Aquarius. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. I feel. Why? What's up, though? No, I don't know. I feel like no, I, I. I guess I just wanted to know. I had a feeling you were a Gemini, but like you know, like the last thing I really wanted to ask was one of the first things you mentioned, which was your mom, because you um you talked about how your mom worked like really hard. Um, what was what were what were your parents like? Like, how did they raise you? Oh, so it's actually just. Just my mom was here. Oh, you don't have a dad? But you don't my have mom a dad. Went off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, same, yeah, same. Yeah. I, I don't have a dad either. Yeah, I, don't have... I don't have a dad either. So, yeah. That's cool. Hey. <laughs> hey. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. No How do you, was it like a thing, like, did your dad leave or is it like, or your dad passed away? Who was the... Oh, my dad left. Oh, same, same. Yeah, I feel you on that. But it was like early for you. Yeah, two thousand eight. Then, uh, yeah, two thousand eight around that time. Well, that's still pretty. That's still pretty like late into your life. Like that's that's old enough for you to know what's happening. Oh yeah. How did you How do you adjust to that? Um. I was just confused that time, but but yeah, I saw my mom's my mom was crying, and I knew something was wrong. Mm. How did you how do you handle it afterwards? How how do you feel that that moment changed you? Um, I knew that I needed to to be a support to my mom and. And adapt to whatever lifestyle was was gonna hit us. So yeah, it was real challenging, but it turned out fine. How were you still? Yeah, like mm. for example, I was like left alone in the house, so I needed to like fix things for my food by myself when the when we had no helper. That's like real. That's a real rapper story, though, dude. <laughs> I mean, like, you have the rapper background down, honestly. That, by the way, that might sound racist, so I'm just gonna like cut that out. Um, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, um, because my mom's a solo parent too, so I fuck with that. Like, I I understand how difficult that is. Um, like, how do you ever feel guilty about your mom, though? 
guilty. Yeah, guilty the fact that she's like, you know, strict and, and she's like on her own about these things. And I guess like, does it ever cross your mind while you're like partying or do you ever think about your mom when you're having like a good time? Oh, yeah. I was like, is this a good decision or not? <laughs> do you, um, yeah, how do you deal with that? So I just, uh, whenever that crosses my mind, uh, I would just think, will I get in trouble or is this safe to do? And yeah, that's how I decide. What's the, um, yeah, how you sent your dad for it though? Like what happened? Like if your dad ever reached out to you, how would you, um, would you like respond or? Oh, she he actually did, but I didn't mind now. Because I'm fine of how I'm living the man with my mom. And yeah. Yeah, life's good. I fuck with that too. My dad reaches out sometimes too. And I just like don't reply. It's like I don't really. I actually like, blocked him. <laughs> Dude, I, same. I feel like I, I blocked him on Messenger and on Twitter. Um, but I don't yeah, block Yeah. No, go, go. Yeah, it was like um, it's it's the same message. Guess what's the message every year? Happy birthday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. It's sad that it's not even like I hey I sent you some money. Like that's the best message you could receive from like, yeah, a, a strange true. dad. Like like send me some fucking money, dude. Uh, but you know, <laughs> that's just how we how those choices. I are. like that. Do you, do you worry though that you would end up being like your dad at some point? Like, um, is there is there a part of you that worries that like, like the bad sides of him are like gonna be passed down at some point? Yeah, but I'm trying my best not to. I think that's a good message. Yeah, uh, I have a I'm, my personal goal actually is like to be a bet to be. To be a better father than my dad. How how has it affected your like romantic life? Because like, because I would know that like losing a parent like leads to a lot of trust issues, especially if you're, um, you know, if you're privy to how your parents separated. Um, do you feel that it developed that in you when it came to like romance or like having intimate relationships with people? Even not even playing romance, but just intimacy. I think, yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, yeah. Because, uh, yeah, speaking of trust issues, yeah, sometimes yeah. I have, uh, like, uh, trust issues. And I don't worry about it. Because, I know, I, I actually asked my friends, my close ones, if ever I'm worrying about something. And... They assure me, naman, nothing's wrong, and I'm just like um, overthinking. Well, it's good you have a support system like that. I think that's really important when it comes to to trust. How do you how do you feel that it's affected your perception of love, though? Like, do you do you still like believe in it, or are you like a a skeptic about lasting relationships? I believe in it. I'm just confused how to achieve. So that someday. Mm. Well, hopefully, it's like you know, 
Paramore type shit, like the only accepted type <laughs> shit. Like that'd be that's yeah. a fucking song for like every child, like every child of divorce ever. So like, yeah. when, when when you're like a child of divorce, like that song is like the worst. <laughs> early to- early two thousand hits. Yeah, for sure, dude. But anyway, you know. Um I do think we've talked about a lot of things. I think in like pretty interesting stuff. I'm happy we got like um you know, we got to dig de- a little deeper into the online persona of Mr. Big Dick mm-hmm. Syndrome himself. Um, before we leave, though, do you have anything you want to plug? Oh, you can check out my music on Spotify. That's J-C-O-A-S-T-A, J-Costa, even on SoundCloud, YouTube, and all my social accounts are the same, J underscore Costa. <laughs> Thank you so much. I uh, hope you guys, like, when you're when you're done listening to this, make sure you flip that right on. Like, head on out. Go back to J-Costa yes. on Spotify. Just check that out when you're done listening to this show. Thank you so check much, J-Costa. Super happy that we got to have you on. Thank you so much for being yourself. Bye-bye. Thank you also, man. Thank you so much to J-Costa for coming on the show and showing us that you truly are the realist. Uh, very much appreciate your presence. So thank you again so much. We might be taking a quick break next week because I uh, just need to get a bit of mental stuff in check. But we will definitely be back for more episodes. So thank you again because we are actually approaching the end of Be Yourself Season 2. So uh, to everybody who listens to this show, thank you so much. Uh, it means the world to me. And I'm pretty sure I speak for Giannina and for Reinhardt when I say that it means the world to them as well. So thank you so much. Uh, hope you keep staying the realist and uh, keep balling like your G's and being yourself. All right. Bye. Peace. Be Yourself Season 2 is produced by Gianina Azores and Andy Macias. Follow us everywhere. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Be Yourself Pod. This show would not be possible without the amazing art of Reinhardt Ray. Check out his art portfolio at Behance.net slash Reinhardt Ray. That's R-E-I-N-H-A-R-D-T-R-E-Y. And you can also check out his Twitch streams at Twitch.tv slash TFT. And thank you so much to Weege for the kick-ass intro extra music. Follow him on Facebook at facebook.com slash W-E-E-J music. Thank you so much, and I hope you always keep being yourself. Peace.